When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jordan McArdle from the West Australia now joins us just to uh, cast an eye over the last few hours of the AFL trade period. Jordan, thanks for your time. Good afternoon, Peter. Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate your time, Jordan. That's a busy time for you. You're trying to make sure you're right across everything. I suppose we're waking on Jager O'Meara from a local perspective, whether he lands at Fremantle. And what happens with Rory Lobb? No news as yet. Yeah, that's right. There's probably four trades still potentially involving Fremantle in the last. Uh, what have we? What have we got now? Two hours and about 45 minutes left. So um, the the clock is ticking, and it just just a really familiar story, isn't it, for trade period where so many deals go down to the last, you know, 30 minutes to a, to an hour. So um, yeah, Jago Amira, pretty a bit of a bombshell yesterday afternoon with. Um, you know, reports saying that he uh, he was considering Fremantle, and then this morning they were they were confirmed that he wants to become a, a Fremantle docker. So um, that um, it's going to be an interesting trade. Obviously, Lloyd Meek wants to wants to get to Hawthorne. So yeah, I, I think that one will should get done, uh, especially with with Lloyd Meek, the the currency that Fremantle have got there. I think. Maybe not a direct swap, but they they should both be involved in in that trade. Uh, there's obviously still Rory Lobb trying to to get to the Western Bulldogs. He's obviously bought that house in South Yarra already and is, is determined to get there. So there's obviously still a bit to to play out there. The, the Bulldogs obviously still haggling around around Josh Dunkley who wants to get to Brisbane. So I think once that deal is eventually done, if it if it does get done. That will um, that will free up a, a pick for then to to use to lob, which could potentially be used to to get Jeremy Sharp from the Gold Coast as well. So it's going to be a, a frenetic last few hours of this trade period. Yeah, there are sort of not confirmed reports that the Josh Dunkley deal may have been done just a few moments ago, possibly uh, number twenty one and a future first round or second round pick. Uh, there is some speculation. It may have just dropped a few seconds ago. So we'll wait and see what happens there. But that could trigger, as you mentioned, uh, uh, multiple amount of uh, deals that still need to be done before the 4.30 deadline this afternoon. What's transpired already today? Um, just mainly sort of minor minor players. Josh Shackey from the, the Bulldogs has, has got to, to Melbourne. Um, Sam Wiedemann has has got to the Bombers. So there's a a couple of sort of minor trades you, you'd say, not not the not the biggest names going around. So um, it's been yeah, not 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 the biggest um, you know first hour and a, and a bit so far. Um, obviously there was a, a trading embargo until until midday today. So yeah, things only sort of started ramping up from from there. So. Um, it is going to be a big day, but probably not um, not not a massive amount of sort of big, bigger names um, floating around so far this afternoon. Yeah, I mentioned about Josh Dunkley, and of course, uh, just gauging social media reports at the moment. And there's another report that's just come through literally a minute ago. 
that Brisbane have upped uh, the offer for Josh Dunkley, but the Dogs are demanding more. So they're playing hardball like uh, Frio are playing hardball with Rory Lobb. So we'll see what transpires there. What are your thoughts on uh, particularly Fremantle and what they've secured so far in relation to Luke Jackson? And if they get Jager O'Meara, uh, how do you see uh, Fremantle's uh, basically work over the last week and a bit? Yeah, I think I think they've done done pretty well, especially if they end up getting getting Omir and, and potentially Jeremy Sharp as well. I think um, I think you, you'd give their trade period a, a huge tick. Luke Jackson was was that real sort of big fish that they were they were targeting. They did they did give up a fair amount for him. I don't think they start their draft night until about uh, I think in the forties or fifties now. So um, it, it's pretty obvious that they're they're happy with the the younger sort of. <laughs> talent they've, they've drafted over the last few years, but just wanted to top top that up with with Luke Jackson, with you know probably the writing on the wall that that Lobs going to end up departing to the Bulldogs and and potentially Lloyd Lloyd Meek as well. I still think they might be a might be a, a backup Ruckman short. Then when if they do if they do end up getting rid of of Meek and Lob, I think that's probably one area they might they might target in the draft. There's a there's a kid from Peel Thunder that they might look at, Jackson Broadbent, who probably isn't expected to go in the first few rounds in the draft so that's one player they might might look up just to um yeah just to shore up their their ruck stock stocks potentially but yeah I think that's that's probably about the only area they obviously lost Blake Akers but might bring in someone like a Jeremy Sharp which is almost a, a like-for-like replacement he's a, a WA boy as well and uh, he's pretty keen to get home whether whether that ends up being this year or he sees out the final year of his contract at, at Gold Coast and then then potentially looks at getting home again, I, I feel like they're, they're they're pretty happy with their wing stocks anyway. With you know Liam Liam Henry running around in in the twos, he's obviously a top ten draft pick who is showing glimpses of his best without sort of stringing it together. And then you've got someone like and Ethan Hughes running around in the twos, and then obviously Neil Erasmus and, and Matt Johnson who are you know, fairly fairly high draft picks last year. Who um, you know, Erasmus has played a few games that Matty Johnson hasn't been seen at AFL level yet. So I think they're they're pretty happy with their their wing stocks either way. Um, they brought in Josh Corbett from from Gold Coast, who I, I think it's it's a good selection. He's I think 25, 26 years old, and it was effectively a, a free hit. I think it was a future fourth rounder that they they gave up for him in the end. So. Um, I really felt that the forward line stocks were, were probably an area that, that this year had been shown up a little bit. Um, Jai Amos was missing for a lot of the year with, with illness. Matt Taverner was was struggling to, to get on the park with his soft tissue injuries. Um, and obviously Rory Lobb might uh, might end up at the Bulldogs this afternoon. So I think that was an area that they, they desperately needed to shore up. So, yeah, bringing Corbett in and, and Luke Jackson certainly helps that. Yeah, good stuff, Jordan. As I let you go, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, in the past week alone, we've seen the likes of Tim Taranto, Luke Jackson, Isaac Rankin, Jason Horn francis Tanner Bruin, and also even Darcy Tucker to a certain degree, all play the move back to their home states card. And people are saying, toughen up. Aussie rules footballers because there are others in other sports like in basketball and in soccer that not only change states but go overseas to far-flung countries to continue their trade. What are your thoughts on this go-home factor that's been very prevalent during this AFL trade period? 
Yeah, it feels like it's more than ever, isn't it? Even even Ollie Henry wants to go down the road from from Collingwood to Geelong, which is about an hour's drive, I think. So, um, yeah, it feels like the go home factor is is bigger than ever. I asked Rowan O'Brien, the the West Coast recruiting boss, about this yesterday. He, he said it wasn't a, a massive factor when they were looking at you know bringing in bringing in draftees. I, I, I thought they might be. Um, you know, looking at guys like Ruben Ruben Jinby and uh, Jed Buzzlinger and, and Elijah Hewitt or West Aussies um, after they did that that pick swap, he, he said, you know, if it, if it came to a matter of two guys with you know an equal amount of talent in similar positions, they'd always pick the the local options, but otherwise they, they'd still back themselves in to um, to be able to nurture these talents and and stop them from from going home. He gave the examples of Andrew Gaff, who's Obviously, a one-club player. Luke Shuey is a one-club player. Shannon Hearn, who's a one-club player. They all came from from interstate. So it feels like a club like West Coast can can sort of back themselves to to keep these talents. But it feels like it is a real problem for some of these other other clubs like Gold Coast um, and, and GWS. Just a, a couple of examples. Look at the the talent that GWS has, has lost in in this um, trade period alone. It's a, a real concern and. Um, yeah, I think it'll it, it'll certainly um, be in the forefront of, of clubs' minds when it comes to the draft next month. Good on you, Jordan. Thanks for joining us. We'll follow, of course, your reports online and, of course, in the West tomorrow morning. Uh, enjoy the remaining hours of the AFL trade period for 2022. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. Good on you, mate. Uh, Jordan McArdle joining us from the West Australian. We'll keep a, a monitor on that. So the other thing is regarding Josh Dunkley, if, as it's been reported, uh, they settle, that is the Bulldogs, for a future first-round pick and pick 21, then the Dogs can trade 21 on for Lob, then the Dockers can on-trade it to Hawthorne for Amira. So there's lots of moving parts. We'll see if that maybe uh, starts to fall in uh, the next little while. It's coming up 7-2. Uh, this is the Early Drive Show with Peter Vlahos, all thanks to Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre.